Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what's really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate you guys stepping into the Housing Hour today. And grateful definitely for the United Way of Greater Knoxville and helping us to make this series a great one. Um, definitely want to thank Mary with the United Way of Greater Knoxville for helping us line up some fantastic guests. And really, really, I tell you, she's been fantastic just along the lines of helping me understand what my role is um, in the, the campaign cabinet. And, uh, you know, it's 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 one of those learning experiences, you know. And um, even though, like I spoke in the first two segments, um, you know, I knew about the United Way. I knew what they were and what they were out there doing, but I didn't really know the specifics. And going on the agency tours really helped me to see firsthand where where the most good is being done. And um, that was really a, an amazing feeling to be able to see it in action and then be able to talk to Rebecca and hear her story. And the number of agencies that they touch mm-hmm. is, and the amount of money that's given to each a- agency is a, is a lot to me. And mm-hmm. I think, wow, that there is a significant impact going on in our community with all of these agencies. So I think it's a super thing. Absolutely. So we also have invited, and with Mary's help, we have invited to our show the executive director of Centro Hispania, Hispano, is that how you say it? Centro Hispano. <laughs> okay. Um, Claudia Caballero? Is that? Caballero, it's oh, like a Y. Wow, that is terrible. That's okay. Uh, well, you know, that's kind of what we're talking about. We have a, sort of a, a bridge that we need to, to fill, and I'm probably the worst about <laughs> it because it's so important, and that's why I wanted to, to have Claudia talk with us because um, there is a huge, huge education that I need about how I can be of service, not just to people who, who speak English. That's important. But there's also a, a community that's within our community um, that m- does not speak English. Um, so I want to have Claudia, if you don't mind, first and foremost, just give us the high-level overview of what your organization does, and then we'll go from there. How about that? Sure. Thank you so yes. much for having me Absolutely. today. Um, so Centro Hispano is an educational organization, and we serve the international community that may be immigrants or refugees and um It's an educational umbrella. So anywhere from you came to Knoxville last week and you don't know where to find the doctor or you want to find the school your child is supposed to go to and you don't speak English um, to finding a hospital or finding anything you might need. So that's one part of our organization. And in that same um, information and referral department, so to say, we also have um, good neighbor workshops. So it's really important for us to help new Americans learn what it takes to integrate into our community in a, in a healthy way. Mm. So um, general information, workshops, how to live in East Tennessee, um, that's one of our uh, components. The second component we have that's very important is adult education. Mm-hmm. When you want to get um, a good job, you need to speak English. You need to speak English at least enough to communicate, but we'd hope better than that. Mm-hmm. So we have English classes for adults, and we have them in the mornings, and we have them in the evenings. Because we have people that work so many different shifts. Mm-hmm. And um, we serve about 375 to 415 wow. people a year going through different programs, different levels. And then um, our third program or department, and it's um, probably the one we invest 
almost well, most of our time in is um, children programs. And United Way is the biggest funder mm. for these programs. Um, and we put so much inf- importance to these because if we aren't um, teaching these children, if we aren't helping them succeed in the schools, in their lives early on, they will be creating problems uh, moving forward. Mm. So we, we're working right now at two pilot programs at Norwood Elementary and Lonsdale mm. Elementary, which are the highest um, immigrant and Latino populations in Knoxville. And Latino and Hispanic are pretty much the same term, a little different, but you can use them both. Mm-hmm. Um, and we go there and help with reading and math and cultural understanding and helping teachers speak to parents when parents come in. And whenever whenever it's possible, we're a very small organization. We also try being at parent-teacher conferences wow. so we can help um, navigate that as well. So education is the big umbrella and just helping people feel like Knoxville is their home and teaching them how to give back to their mm. community. Well, I have something I wanted to ask because there are um, a lot of people in Knoxville that, that don't realize the, the size of the Hispanic community, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have numbers, like how many Hispanics that we have in Knoxville? We do have numbers. We do believe they're, they're um, underestimated, mm. but um, the census says there are 10,000 wow. uh, Latinos in Knoxville mm. proper, um, over 20,000 in the county, mm. and in the surrounding counties, about 40. 42,000 wow. Latinos. That's incredible. And I have a question. Um, 20 years ago, we would say of the Hispanic community uh, in the mortgage business, mm-hmm. we, we would say these are a lot of first-generation uh, Hispanics coming into the area. Of course, the communication barrier was always tough, but we always found somebody to help us on the interpretation. The second-generation uh, Hispanics that are in our community now, is there is there still more first-generation speakers or are there more second generations coming into the air or you know being born into the area have you seen those type of numbers change so i've been the executive director for about a year and i moved to knoxville two days before i started my job Mm, so it's very the whole community is very new to me but i get a lot Mm. of information from people that have been working with the community um for um you know past 20 years and i would say the kids we're working with in the schools that's elementary school or high school they are that second generation mm. and um there are more of them than our school system and our community is is ready to work with so um wow. there is over and o- there is always an overload of of work in educating them because they are the homeowners yes. in the next 5 and 10 years you know they are Big purchasing market. cars they are coming into the job force bilingual with degrees, and that is that is what we're looking for in Knoxville. It is so hard to find um, professionals that are bilingual, even to work in my my own organization, because we aren't we haven't yeah. um, cultivated that yet. So that is part of the work we do with the children is yeah. that leadership that we are looking for. I would imagine that someone that is out there who speaks Spanish. Would that be a good volunteer for you, like somebody who who is bilingual, I guess, and can speak both languages? Bilingual volunteers are needed everywhere. So Centro Hispano will always say yes, but you don't need to be bilingual to volunteer at Centro Hispano. A lot of the children we serve who are Latino or refugee Mm -hmm. children from from Europe, they don't speak... their own native languages oh. anymore. They they might understand it, but they mostly speak English. So okay. after school programs always need volunteers, people to help with answering phones that are calls are in English or helping us with um, adult programs. When the when the adults are learning English, the first couple of um, levels they need to have to have someone that speaks Spanish. 
But moving forward after the third or fourth level, everything is in English. So mm. we have round tables at Centro Hispano where you can come and just practice your Spanish or there are a lot of different opportunities. We have a lot of information on the website. That's awesome. That's I was good. thinking too about, um, you know, when I think of all of the things that the United Way provides, for instance, we talked about Susanna's house. We talked mm-hmm. about the Salvation Army. What does someone who might not speak English, what do they do if they need treatment for addiction or, or maybe you have a mother who has a baby who, you know, they need help with. I mean, is there, do you guys serve that as well? Or is that something where you help refer them to someone? We do referrals. We mm-hmm. don't believe in duplicating services. Mm-hmm. So, and especially because we are so small, we, we make sure that we get people to the services they need. And if there is a component of translation that we need to do, then we will step in and help whenever mm-hmm. we can. Um, but it is definitely a referral system. Mm-hmm. And, and most people, especially in healthcare, the, um, the Latino population that we work with do a sliding scale services in most places they go to. Mm-hmm. So um, they know where they can go for that, um, those services. And many of them are, most of them are probably United Way um, partners as well. Yeah. And so, I mean, if, if someone out there, they're looking, let's say that they are Hispanic, they do speak English, but they're looking to maybe, hey, I need some additional education. Maybe they want to get their GED or they want to do whatever the whatever that might be. They they want to practice their English. They want to practice learning. Um, they can come talk to you, and you can help plug them in with the right place, the right people, and those type of things. Correct. That's and awesome. and it is that it is that Spanish community center where we will help you find the person. We don't always have the answer, but we will find a person that has that answer for them. And it's both ways. If you're a, a, you know an American a Tennessean that mm-hmm. is looking for a connection to the Latino community, hmm. you can also come to us. And sometimes it's people asking us questions about the market or what if what if I want to talk to someone and how would I approach them about this or oh that's interesting um, information like that is always. Um, offered as well. So well, that's good. And I, I want to take the, the last segment of our show because we're, we're running out of time. Crazy. I can't believe how fast it's went, but I want to talk to you more about what it is that you guys do, but I want to talk about your other programs too, because you have the women's wellness group because education, but then also health is something that is very vital, not just, not just to English speaking people. Again, um, we have other, we have other people in our community that are not just English speaking. I know that may be news to some people, um, but hopefully it's not. Um, and the numbers that you mentioned are, are very big numbers. And you mentioned even that you felt like those were underestimated, right? So you said 10,000 in Knoxville proper, and then an additional 10,000 in In Knox County, and then if you take sort of the surrounding counties, mm-hmm. you're up to 40 potentially. Mm-hmm. That's that's a big number of people that as an organization, Mortgage Investors Group, for instance, we need to be prepared to serve those individuals. Mm-hmm. So anyway, this has been really good education thus far. And we're going to continue talking to Claudia right after these messages. Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what's really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray. I am your host. I'm here with Mark Griffith, our executive producer and co-host. Thank you guys for joining us. We're thankful for the opportunity to bring some information to you that we feel is very important. And uh, Mark, why don't you do the honors for me and um, introduce our guest again? Well, it's Claudia Caballero. 
Uh-huh. Okay. Sassy. And that she's with good. what organization? That's um, Centro Hispano. Oh. Very good. Perfect. I knew that you Centro could do it well. <laughs> He's so good with talking. I tell you what, it's amazing. Um, but we're just grateful that Claudia came in and is spending some time with us. Um, Claudia, you said you were in Texas in your previous stop. Mm-hmm. Where are you from originally? Are you from the States? I'm not. I'm originally from okay. Honduras. Mm-hmm. I was born and raised there. Um, my mother is um, American. Mm-hmm. She went down in the Peace Corps in the 80s and stayed. Mm-hmm. So um, I've lived in Honduras, I've lived in Ohio, I've Mm -hmm. lived in Texas, I lived once in Germany, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but um, I moved to Tennessee a year ago and it's our stay, it's our home now, so Mm. we're planning on staying for longer. What do you think of the area so far? We've loved it. My partner and I moved here a year ago and everything we expected and Mm. more. Um, The community was, it just opened the doors to Mm. us in a way that we had never had in any other community, um, especially in in big cities that are growing so Mm. fast. They're like, please don't move here, you know, please. (laughs) And um, Knoxville was just so eager to have Nashville probably right now. (laughs) Probably. Yeah, Nashville's crazy. Yeah. And, and people were just so happy to have, you know, young people moving to the city Mm -hmm. and wanting to become part of the community and to give back and belong. And so it's been a great experience. I've had a lot of learning and, um, every, yeah, I have, I have no yeah. complaints. I'm every, I keep trying to tell everyone, all of my friends, you need to move to Knoxville. This place is great. Right? <laughs> That's awesome. Well, you know, Knoxville, um, if you look back over the history of Knoxville, it's really had a, a, a trajectory that's, um, not been as big as Nashville, but we don't want it that way. Yeah. Actually, we want a nice steady climb and that's, that's good for all of the services that Knoxville provides, you know, and um, what we're talking about with you, I think, is vitally important to the next chapter that, that Knoxville writes, because um, the diversity that Mayor Rojero has really done a very nice job of establishing that we have a diverse community. You know, we have a lot of different types of people. We have a lot of different types of nationalities. We have a lot of different um, types of, of, of organizations that are out there. And if you're going to be successful in this environment, whether that be a mortgage company or a bank, or if you're going to be a community leader, you have to understand that because you have to bridge the gap between and also be a conduit between the people who are speaking English and that have their services and the people who are out there that might not be the the cookie cutter uh, approach of what most banks usually think about. Well, in, in order to be a successful community, people have to be yeah. and feel that they are part of the community. And right. the one way to do that is not see them differently. Mm. Treat them the same. Yeah. And, and um, Claudia, I, I wanted to go to the point that Mark made off air because I think it's an important one because the really there should be an expectation. I think you said this off air, I, didn't I? I did. Um, there, should, <laughs> there really should be an expectation if you are a Hispanic speaking individual and maybe, yeah, English is on the list of things to do, right? Maybe that's something you want to get to. But the fact is you need services now. And you were mentioning that you can't come from Texas and everything was available in English and in Spanish. Right. So Mark made a good point that, you know, now it should be an expectation and we should we should deliver on the expectation that you provide goods and services and explanation of those services in English and Spanish. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, um, I I come from a business background, and for me, it's just potential. I look mm. out there and I see all all of these people that are needing service, and I'm like, oh my gosh, maybe I should start a company. Really? <laughs> because um, they they work very very hard. They save their money. They want a better future for their families. For, they have you know very strong family values, spiritual, religious values. Mm-hmm. They have 
there are so many things in common with the Latino and immigrant community that that is the American dream. Um, serving them just helps our community grow economically. And um, I would encourage people just not to be afraid. I, I don't think people are rude um, to be rude. I think it comes off as rude sometimes because we're uncomfortable. I can't pronounce a last name or I don't right. know what to say or how do I say hello, <laughs> you know, and right. and they're just very human um, reactions. I feel a little uncomfortable. So I draw back instead of reach forward. Mm. And um, I've learned working with teachers in schools and people in the healthcare um, uh, realm that, you know, a smile, a hello, goes a really long way and when someone feels welcome they will come back and mm-hmm. we have had and i don't know if this was off air mm-hmm. as well but we have had so many banks and mortgage companies wanting to talk to us about you know how do we reach this community because we know they need services mm-hmm. but we don't know the best way to do that you know and um and it's the same with our community they're eager to know they're eager to to integrate and we're centro is trying to be that bridge with those um, different components in our community, um, there's there's a lot to be done, but mm-hmm. there's there's also open doors. It's just we're just taking those small steps. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes, it's just cultural differences in mm-hmm. in how to handle finances for you know things. It just is something. Just it's a little bit of a gap, and all we need is the education in order to to you know reach over. Right, and, and that's important because I think that there is a um, miss conception i think that people reach when they think of any specific type of person and and that could be even an english-speaking person that you know you you think about stereotypes you know let's face it you know and so the the, some of the people they stereotype this is going to be the situation if i introduce myself into it and try to be assistance this is what i'm going to get and they draw conclusions that just are not true and and you mentioned it or fair for sure for for sure not fair Um, But you mentioned it, too, about, hey, you know what? Look, I I mean, I'm just looking at this from a business standpoint. There's so much opportunity. And I think that that is vitally important. And I know Jackie in the Oak Ridge office, she's Mm -hmm. she's fluent um, in in Spanish and English. And, you know, she sees it and it's overwhelming to her because she knows that she can't serve all the need. Right. She she can't. But but what she loves is the fact that if there's a choice between speaking English or Spanish, the customer will say, oh, you know, I want to speak Spanish, yeah. you know, all, all the time because really? that's what they're comfortable with, huh. you know. But so many are so good at English, mm-hmm. you know, you'd be surprised. Mm-hmm. So so I think they have an advantage at, at a certain point. If we're not bilingual, they are. Mm-hmm. So, Absolutely. I mean, but, you know, there's little little idiosyncrasies that we have to explain to them in the business, but they need that, you know, mm-hmm. so it's just part of our culture. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and from my perspective, just looking back over my history, um, working with just all types of people is that at the end of the day, we all have some of the very similar principles. You know, we care about our family mm-hmm. we care about our faith. We care about our community, you know, and we can draw on those similarities rather than trying to draw on the differences. Um, I wanted to plug a moment back in before we end the show to talk about um, some of the other services that you provide, because um, if I'm out there and maybe, you know, if we're listening in this English, maybe you won't understand me, but um, whatever the case may be, some of the things that you provide that are women specific. Mm -hmm. um, Can you talk a little bit about those things? Yeah. um, When I started 
working at Centro Hispano about a year ago, I, I was just hearing a lot of stories and the com- people would come in and I was just sitting there and they would, you know, come in, the ladies would come in with, with their challenges as being mothers. And many times it's the husband works outside of the home. They're at home with the littler, the smaller children, the younger children, the um, older children at school, the kids at school are learning English. They're integrating into the community. The husbands learn the language as well. And many times mm-hmm. they were left behind. Yeah. And so we created a program that could help them learn things about the community that maybe their husbands might not know because their husbands are working all day long. Mm-hmm. And we thought, you know, bring in something that they can also contribute to building this new home in, in, in the community. So there's everything. We have a really great um, psychologist that's bilingual, and she has um, a wellness program in the uh, uh, with things like depression and mm. how do we how do we how do we raise our kids in this new culture and how do we keep our values but help them understand what's happening here um mm. stress anything like that we just recently started um a sewing class which is really exciting Mark, um, you might be interested <laughs> i do <laughs> pinterest <laughs> we have had um we have co- uh, cooking classes we have people mm. from all across latin america so they will come in and share mm. one of the dishes and we'll cook together um Basically, it's anything that they are interested in knowing more about. So we have had how to um, build your credit, how to buy a house uh, responsibly. Um, There are so many times I've heard stories of people getting taken advantage, purchasing Mm -hmm. a home, um, making a down payment, and then never getting, you know, everything they needed, and then the house is never theirs. Mm -hmm. So we do that. Um, Yeah, the the women's wellness is pretty much in any direction they want to take it. Mm -hmm. So if people are interested in sharing something or have a skill they would like to, um, you know, share, Centro Hispano's doors are always open. Even if you're just curious to come see, you know, what we do, Mm -hmm. how we do it, um, or or if you don't have any idea and you're just walking by, you know, um, Centro Hispano's doors are always open to that. And I think it helps people understand um, a different culture. Mm -hmm. I think that's great. And you guys meet once a month on Wednesdays from 12 to 2, and you can get more information at thehousinghour.com. We'll link your site on there and your contact information. Um, Thank you so much, Claudia, for coming in today. Thank you for having me. Appreciate the time. And thank you to the United Way of Greater Knoxville, to Mark, our co-host, Adam, our producer, and for everyone who participated. Thank you, and we'll see you next time right here on The Housing Hour. That's The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray for today. Join Kevin and his guests each week at this time to keep up with the why and why not you need to know, so come here to find out. Also check us out at thehousinghour.com. This show is presented by Mortgage Investors Group.